Greetings and welcome to Be Your Own Healer. This is Jeanette Murray, and I have a special podcast for you today, brought to you by my guides, who are so kind and supportive to bring to the world their insights and inspirations. So without further ado, let's hear from them. Find a comfortable place to relax, maybe have a nice tall glass of water, while you hear what the guides have to say about how to be wealthy. We wish to talk with you today about a topic of great interest in the world, something that has intrigued humanity since the beginning of time. The topic is how to be wealthy. As you already know, there have been many books written on this subject and many people believe they have cornered the market on the best ways to increase wealth. We know it is a human need to have money and having a certain amount of wealth makes one feel safe and secure or perhaps just better able to live. There's nothing wrong with the need and desire to have money. What we wish to offer are some ideas that may be helpful to you if your quest in life is to become wealthier than you are at this present moment. Let us first point out that wealth is truly a subjective idea in that everyone has a different idea of what is enough wealth and what is necessary for having a sense of peace, fulfillment, or happiness. There are people who consider themselves wealthy if they have one crock for carrying water, a shack to live in, adequate food to fill their bellies, and a place to lay their head at night. And there are those on the extreme opposite end of the spectrum who believe that if they have $1 million, they need $2 million. And if they have a billion dollars, they need to have more. It seems to us on this side, where the concept of money doesn't exist, the earthly concept of money and people's relationship with money seems unbalanced and illogical. For those whose main goal in life is to make money, they may choose to devote all of their energies to this pursuit, amassing the fortunes that they want. At the same time, many of these people are unhappy, frustrated, not satisfied with their lives, and not at peace within themselves. You have heard before that money cannot bring happiness which is somewhat true and somewhat false. Money can provide basic needs and luxuries that bring a certain amount of comfort and happiness, at least temporarily. But as an end in itself, money does not bring complete happiness, and in many cases, only disillusionment. If one doesn't have enough money, it's often a cause for worry and anxiety. But when one has enough money, there can also be worry and anxiety or a feeling that it's not enough or more is needed or it must be hoarded so it won't run out. From our perspective, reaching a level of understanding in which an adequate amount of money is enough to bring peace of mind and contentment is much better than wanting more and more 
and never being satisfied. There are some who believe that money is the source of all evil. This is another erroneous concept, for money is nothing more than an agreed-upon object of value that allows one to buy things. As such, it holds no other meaning other than it is a resource. We do not hold beliefs of evil in the same way you do, but we will use your term evil to illustrate a point. If one is devoted to money and the acquiring of it above all else, or one is led to secure money by unlawful means, <clears throat> or one is consumed by greed and fails to share wealth that could be equitably distributed, then you could call it a source of evil. But it is not the money that is evil. It is the intent and the actions of the person. There are those who see money as necessary for personal satisfaction, and to some extent that is true. If one does not have to worry about where the next dollars will come from to put food on the table or pay bills, it is a source of contentment. Having enough money, but not necessarily in excess, is fine for many who understand the purpose of money as a resource. We realize we are oversimplifying these meanings, but we wish only to point out that money is neither good nor bad, except as it is perceived by humans. Throughout the history of human civilization, money has played an important role in all aspects of life. Those with plentiful money have often played the roles of benefactors, leaders, and rulers enjoying a higher style of living and often considering themselves to be of a higher class, holding greater status than those with lesser money. In some cases, those with little or no money who must depend on those with more money are considered low in status and looked down upon. From our perspective, this is erroneous thinking because all people are equal, and the presence or lack of money does not change that. Money in and of itself does not lend status, except in the eyes of humans. The character or status of a person has little to do with wealth. Those who have great wealth and share it are using money in ways that benefit humanity having a greater awareness of the true value of this resource. Some people find they're unable to cope with life when they lose their fortunes. Some are obsessed with the idea of having more. We must emphasize here that you are all on equal standing in the eyes of the Creator. You are loved all the same, regardless of status, wealth, or how you manage your money. No one is better or worth more because of money, and no one is worth less because of no money. Something else we note as illogical is the great disparity that exists between wealth and poverty. Both are matters of perception, and both are indicative of different states of consciousness. For example, 
A person with abundant money may rationalize that money is a necessity and acquisition of money is important. The person with little or no money may believe it's better not to be attached to money and not to strive to achieve it. Both positions are mere matters of perception and not intrinsically true or false. Let us give you an, an illustration. The homeless person living on the streets and carrying only a few possessions in a sack may be of a mind that they have all they need. The reason why they have no money may be due to many things, loss of a job, mental illness, drug addiction, or resignation to not living up to the potential for which they're capable. They also may be living out a karmic experience in which they need to learn from having nothing and being dependent on others to survive. There is no point in judging or criticizing them because they may be accomplishing the very goal for which they reincarnated. They also may be benefiting others in their soul's journey, giving them the opportunity to practice generosity and love by providing for the needs of the less fortunate. Whether a person is a giver or a recipient is not a reflection of their worth and certainly not an indication of their soul's progress. Many great saints and sages of your world were destitute and not interested in seeking wealth or bettering their condition because they fully understood the value of non-attachment to money. We are not suggesting that one should live the life of an ascetic in order to progress spiritually, but one should not make money the focus of their life and allow money to dominate their thoughts and activities. The person who has adequate wealth and can afford more of the necessities and luxuries of life may find themselves being immensely generous and contributing to charities and services that help the less fortunate. If they do this in a spirit of love and service, they stand to make great progress in their soul's evolution. But if they feel superior to others or repulsed by those who have little or no money, or they believe they're worthy of recognition for their generosity, their progress will be hampered. It is all a matter of consciousness and awareness of one's journey in life in terms of the soul's evolution. In God consciousness, you are all equal beings living on this planet, no matter how you are living or thriving. Your level of wealth is entirely subjective. Therefore, it is irrational to define yourself according to your wealth. In an ideal world, everyone would share equally and everyone would have equal access to wealth. Unfortunately, this may never manifest on earth because of the human perception of wealth as a symbol of power and status. As long as this consciousness prevails, there cannot be an equal sharing of wealth, even while there are sufficient resources for everyone to have enough of everything. You may be wondering when we'll get to the topic which drew you to listen to this podcast, How to Be Wealthy.
No doubt you're reflecting on your own personal wealth and evaluating whether or not you have enough or need more. Perhaps you're struggling with the idea that it may be wrong to want more or to devote yourself to having more. Or perhaps you're feeling some amount of resentment that some people have much more than you. We can assure you that it is neither right nor wrong to have such thoughts. It is human nature to want to have some amount of wealth, some amount of security, and some assurance that you'll be able to live as comfortably as possible. It's fine to want to acquire more wealth to make one's life more comfortable and provide not only for the self, but for others, such as family and children and society as a whole. But we must point out that this does not make one person who is working hard to achieve and amass wealth better than another who sits in a cardboard box with a begging bowl waiting for people to drop coins in it. We on this side can look very objectively at the human condition and understand the desire to have more wealth and more possessions. But we also see where this consciousness may lead. One person may feel justified in stealing from those who have more wealth, while another person may condemn anyone who takes something that is not their own. One person may have adequate resources, but want more because they see that others have more. One person may be working extremely hard, sometimes two and three jobs, devoting all their time and energy to making money, but still not be able to meet their bills or have the possessions they desire. Others may have more than enough wealth, but struggle with mental anguish, depression, or emotions that prevent them from being happy or feeling fortunate. What we wish for you to know is that you are divine creations, children of the ever-creative source of all. And you are capable of creating and achieving great, greater things than you can imagine. You are capable of learning and evolving and reaching higher states of consciousness, which ultimately bring pure satisfaction and pure delight and true contentment and peace. You are also fully capable of achieving the acquisition of your material needs to the extent that your beliefs allow you to. Let us give you one more illustration. A certain man was gifted in the field of architecture. He attended the best schools and received offers of high-paying jobs with reputable companies. But he did not wish to become part of the establishment to work for others in what he considered a subservient role. He chose to work on his own, in his own way. He took small jobs that paid far less than what he was capable of because it was more important for him to have freedom to work when he chose to and to rest when he chose not to work. He settled for a level of income which was far less than what his colleagues in the field were making. And while this man prided himself on not becoming part of the establishment, he also harbored deep resentment 
and was quick to criticize those who made more money. His self-imposed limitations would have been fine had he not been plagued by the inner resentment and feelings of lack that caused him to suffer. We share this story only because so many of you struggle against your inner beliefs and attitudes about wealth, which limit you in so many ways. You are riddled with inconsistencies in thought and intention. If you love money and want more, you must strive for it. Don't punish yourself for your desires and don't fool yourself into believing it's better to have less than what you really want. If you want more, the creative energy of the universe is accessible and ready to offer you what you want once you shed your self-limiting beliefs of lack or not enough or not worthy or not virtuous or whatever beliefs are holding you back. You are fully capable of having what you want as long as you're willing to believe and set your intention and strive to achieve it. But if fears and doubts and self-limiting beliefs are controlling you, you will not achieve what you want. If you're afraid of making changes that will advance you and move you toward your goals, you're stuck in the prison of your own thoughts and beliefs. And if your beliefs are that it's better to have less, then you must align all your thoughts and beliefs with that idea and be content with having less. The basis of all creation is thought. You are a thinking and creative being. But we must give a word of caution here. Please don't fool yourself into thinking. It's just a matter of changing the words in your mind. No, you must change everything. Your thoughts, beliefs, emotions, your actions, intentions, behaviors, and your activities. All must conform with the idea of what you wish to create. If you want to be rich, be rich. Act rich, walk rich, talk rich, strive for wealth. Believe it is your birthright to be rich. Do this and you will see what your creative ability truly can bring. And if being rich doesn't appeal to you, strive to be comfortable, content, happy with what you have, and full of gratitude for everything you have. Allow yourselves to have all that you consider to be the best of what life has to offer. And if that means living in a cardboard box or in a palace, you have created what is within your power to create. Allow yourself to feel contentment with what you have, knowing that there is so much more you can open yourself up to once you remove all the thought and belief barriers. One cannot be wealthy if one believes money is evil, and one cannot be poverty-stricken if one believes the universe is abundant and has more to offer than could possibly be imagined. You are worthy of all the Creator has provided in terms of wealth on this planet. 
open yourselves up to the idea that you have a divine birthright, which is to have your needs met and to be able to find contentment in whatever your wealth status is right now in your life. Open yourself up to the idea that you can magnetically attract greater wealth through a loving and peaceful mind and a sense of gratitude for all you have. We're suggesting an elevation in consciousness which can come to you through your own efforts by attuning yourself with Source, with the creative force of God and the wonderful generative power of the planet to produce all that you need. In this way, you will find true contentment and satisfaction at a soul level. And if it is your karma to experience lack of wealth in this lifetime, strive to develop a consciousness of acceptance and gratitude for what you do have. If it is your karma to have wealth, strive to have a consciousness of gratitude, generosity, kindness, and love that will allow you to share with others the wealth you have. And if it's your karma to live on a modest income, find contentment in that. If you must learn from struggling to make ends meet and to put food on the table for your family, accept that this is your challenge in this lifetime. At the same time, open yourself up to receive enough of what is essential for life. Remember, there is no limit to the wealth and abundance that exists in this world, and everyone has access to it. Whatever your consciousness is, raise it. If you find yourself in a lower state, in a state of lack, find ways to raise yourself out of it, whether it be through prayer, through connection with people who can help you raise your consciousness, through meditation, through spiritual practices and beliefs, or by attuning yourself to the wealth and abundance and the endless prosperity that is part of you and part of all creation. We're not suggesting that you focus your meditations on getting money, rather on raising your level of consciousness to a level that is receptive and open to receiving greater abundance. We also recommend that if your consciousness is one of poverty and lack, change it. Develop a consciousness of abundance and generosity and feel and believe that you have more than enough and can share freely with others. We are so grateful to have been able to bring this message to you. We encourage you to work with your own guides and get them to help and inspire you and lead you in the directions that will enable you to find what you're seeking. Always remember, you are not alone and their help and guidance is there when you ask. We give you our love and deepest caring for we know you're doing your very best to make the most of this lifetime. For that, we give you the highest credit and deepest gratitude. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to this talk by my guides. 
I can't emphasize enough that you have all the help you could ever want if you just ask for it and let them inspire you. You won't hear voices, but you will receive inspirations. Working with your guides doesn't necessarily make the path of life smoother as we still have to learn all the lessons set out for us, but it certainly makes life better. So with that, I wish you all the very best of everything and the fulfillment of your goals. Take care, God bless, and namaste. Goodbye.